Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, football fans. Welcome to week six in the NFL. Happy NFL Sunday. This is Cass from Blog Talk Radio. I'm sorry, from Football Fan Rush Radio, your host. And I do have Mike on the line. We've been chatting so much this morning. I've lost my train of thought. Good morning, Mike. What's going on? Man, I'm trying to make sure that I'm awake because I found it so down last week. And you did. And we cannot have that this can't week. We can't have that this week. Uh, it should be okay. Your bears bounce back, so we will touch on that. Today, yeah, I'm, show, I'm okay. Okay is a better way. It's an excellent way to put it. I'm okay. Well, today's show, we are handing out, or we're allowing the fans to hand out pink slips. So who you think has been an awful performer so far for your team? We're giving praises to people who have really stepped up and been consistent and a game changer for your favorite teams. And also, who's safe? Who's, who's just playing really good, solid, consistent football, and you, you feel that they're safe. So we are truly letting the fans today take over the show and give your thoughts while we're live from Minneapolis. So we are going to start with the game that was played on Thursday night, Mike's favorite team against the G-Men, and I feel so bad for them at this point. But we are going to start. We're going to let Mike break that game down and also who he is praising and who he thinks should have a pink slip. So go ahead, Mike. Knock it out. Um, There's this player on the team uh, that deserves a pink slip. He's deserved it for a long time. And he reminded me that he needed a pink slip. And a certain co-host of mine, by the name of uh, Miss Hunt, um, yeah, Major Wright needs to be gone. Bye-bye. We'll not argue with you there. We'll not argue with you there. (laughs) <laughs> Major Wright was the worst draft bust I've ever seen. And they drafted him to replace a, a person that I thought w- w- was good. Uh, but Lovey Smith just wanted him, and Jerry Angelo conceded, and man, they keep trying to make him a player that he's not because he's not a good safety. The the reality is every time somebody gets away, the running back has the ball or the receiver has the ball, and Major Wright's the last line of defense, and Major Wright just gets run over. I don't care if he's the size of Maurice Jones-Drew or if he's the size of Brandon Jacobs. Or if he's skinny, he gets just run past. Major Wright is horrible. And I And I love my Bears, but I cannot say how bad that I want Major Wright gone. So you are giving Major Wright the pink slip. There are quite a few people that will agree with you. We've had the fan chat. I've had the fan chat going all week, and it's, oh, I feel like people pass out every tackle he misses, every opportunity he misses. People are like, oh, my God, Major Wright is awful. But I, I can agree with you. I don't think he's horrible, but just for what the Bears need and the tradition of what the Bears have had, he is not fitting in the scheme of things. So I will agree with that pink slip with you. But now, for the Bears, are there any more? Or who would you give praises to? Like, who's been doing just would, an over-the-top job? I will give praises to, not necessarily because of an over-the-top job, but Brandon Marshall made quite a few uh, catches in that game that made Jay Cutler look good. And... Even in a bad game that Brandon Marshall has, 
he loves to block as a wide receiver. So I'm going to give him praises because even in his bad games, you, you still notice that he's out there doing something. Uh, one person that a lot of people would, would like to give praises to, um, I will call him my safe pick. Or do you want me to hold off on that? Well, you can, you can actually go. Like, I, I know who I would give praises to, and I have a feeling it's the same person that you feel is safe, but go ahead. Uh, my safe pick is Tim Jennings. A lot of people want to give him praises because he makes great plays, and he does. But what I like about Tim Jennings is he raised the bar, and he's keeping up with the fact that he raised his bar. He He makes interceptions. You make a dumb you make a dumb mistake in his direction, he's gonna capitalize on it. But I like players that raise their bar and once they've raised their bar, they don't drop off in the following year. Tim Jennings is definitely my safe pick. He he looks yeah, like that, he's going that, back to the Pro Bowl. He looks like he's going back to the Pro Bowl. And that's who I wanted to give praises to when it comes to consistency, when it comes to game changing moves they can almost always count on Tim Jennings. Like, when he suits up, you can tell he comes to play. Everyone, of course, steps out on the field and they come to play. But he is giving it his all, his heart, his muscle. Is the game, I, I've seen their fans at sports bars pack up and leave because they're like, oh, God, if somebody throws a touchdown, they're already up six points, it's over. Tim Jennings is like the new peanut to him, and he is like the, the game changer. He's like the pick six king. He's going to get it. He's going to get it. He's going to hustle to get it. I mean, watching him play for me is always exciting. I, I really enjoy watching Tim Jennings, so he gets praises from me for the Bears. And I don't disagree with you when it comes to Brandon Marshall. I, I really don't. I, I would also give Brandon Marshall praises and his Cutler connection from Denver to Chicago. It's been phenomenal. It's been consistent, and he is the perfect go-to guy when it comes to Cutler, which is another name that I want to bring up because this is the Pink Slips, Praises, or He's Safe show. And I've got to bring up Cutler. There is no way we can get through the NFC North without talking about Jay Cutler. We know there's always a tale of two Cutlers, good Jay and bad Jay. But what do you think so far, this far into the season, that you've seen from from Jay? I wouldn't give him a Pink Slip, but would you give him Praises, or is he just safe? I would give him safe. I would give him safe because... Some of it has nothing to do with him. To keep it real, if there's a lot of people out there screaming, cut Jay, get rid of Jay, my thought is just look at the devil's advocate. If you get rid of Jay, who do you bring in? There is nobody to bring in that's going to be even close to what Jay Cutler can do. I agree. And I, I actually talked about that this week, too. I mean, everyone's jumping up and down and screaming that, but I agree. Who would you bring in? Like, the man's not you don't awful. Have... He's... Go ahead. I mean, literally, part of, the part of the thing is you already take a step back when you go get a new GM and a new uh, coach because you have to learn new things. Well, then if you go get a new quarterback, then you're taking another step back. And we got to start all over. The people, the I hate to put it this way, but the people that have been drafted and that are on the team are just, are perfect for Jay's talent. 
If you go get somebody else, you got to go get a whole new offense. Martellus Bennett was brought in for Jay Cutler. Let's keep that real. I mean, Brandon Marshall was brought in for Jay Cutler. Brandon Marshall doesn't want to catch the ball for nobody else. I mean, he had a decent season in Miami, but he doesn't want to catch the ball for nobody else. Yeah, you paid him and it's his job, but when you get certain people, you got them for certain reasons. Um, And when it comes to Jay Cutler, he's gotten much better under Mark Tressman in such a short time. Imagine what Jay Cutler would be like under Mark Tressman after two or three years. Jay Cutler had his best years under a good coaching system that was offensive-minded with the Shanahan's. Offensive minds, we're going to get it ready, we're going to do this for you. The minute he became a Chicago Bear, he didn't lose his talent, but it was, he had an obvious defensive head coach and a revolving door of offensive coordinators. Don't get me wrong, Peyton Manning is great. Tom Brady is great. But nobody is going to do do their best, even them, if you had that revolving door that uh, that the Bears had. I, I finally feel like we're not going to have a revolving door when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, we probably need a revolving door because nobody, although I wanted to, to give a pink slip to, to Jay Cutler, excuse me, not to Jay Cutler, did I just have a Freudian slip? Uh Although I wanted to give a pink yeah. slip to Major Wright, nobody on the defense. You give him another one? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, How I'm, many pink I'm, slips? I gave, a Major Wright can have 100 pink slips, and I still wouldn't think it was enough. But that's not my point. Although Major Wright got a pink slip, my point when it comes to the Bears' defense, nobody on the Bears, except for maybe Lance Briggs, should be safe. None of them are tackling properly. I mean, I swear I watched Isaiah Fry the other day. Don't get me wrong, Brendan Jacobs is a monster. He's a beast. He has big legs. But use your arms when you're trying to tackle somebody. You hit Brendan Jacobs in the leg, he's going to bounce off of you. So you've got to use your arms. You can't just use your shoulder. And you might as well dig on there, go with some illegal hits, if you're going to be tackling the way the Bears are tackling, because they weren't tackling in that last game. And they weren't tackling in the New Orleans game. They weren't tackling in the Detroit game. Reggie Bush proved the Bears weren't tackling. On the defensive end of the ball, I mean, I know we've already spoken about Major Wright. And who else? And and this doesn't just go for players. So for all the fans listening, if you – just want to pick up one of your coordinators and just throw them off into the river because you're just not happy with, with the play calling or the coaching staff, this is a anything goes. We are listening to the fans. We want the world to hear how the fans feel and their passion for their favorite team. So even speaking with you, Mike, I know every week I get the text about Major Wright and I almost don't want to turn to the game. But who else on the defense is just – it's just over. I know earlier this week when we talked about this, a name, and, and I'm going to move from the defense, staying on the Bears, a name that you brought up, which you really want to give him a pink slip, Roberto Garza. You just you you just want him to just not even come to the game. Like it was the I mean, he's serving was that no bad. purpose. He's serving no purpose. I mean, 
Jay Cutler gives him his praises, but to be honest, I think Jay Cutler's giving him his praises because after the Bears got rid of Olin Cruz, Jay Cutler's taking the attitude that we took about Jay Cutler. Who else you going to bring in? I'd, re- I'd rather have the devils that I know instead of the devil that I don't. But literally, Garza's not doing bad, but he ain't doing nothing. I feel like most of the time when Jay Cutler is sacked, they're coming right over the middle. And that's his job, is the middle. They're not coming on the outside. They're coming right up the middle. And Roberto Garza, I mean, hmm, I want to like him because from what everybody has said over the years, he's a great voice in the locker room. He's trying to step up and be Olin Cruz and be a captain in the locker room. But no, he's not that guy. I mean, if you want to talk about who I want to get rid of, that's not a player, though. I mean, it's not on the defensive side of the ball. What was the this current special teams coordinator? I want Dave Told back. Man, can the Bears get Dave Told back some way somehow? Because special teams, the only the only uh, praise that I want to give on the Bears special teams right now is uh, Robbie Good as Gold because. Uh, the Bears special teams is not stopping anybody on punts and kick returns. They're not blocking for Devin Hester because it's almost like, yeah, Devin Hester's good as a returner, but if they're back in his face before the ball gets there, then what's the point of having a great returner back there? That's a roster spot that you can spend on somebody else. And I'm not saying get rid of Hester. I'm saying get rid of the people that are that are blocking for him because they're not blocking. And, and Dave told used to have people in right spots. That's who I would get rid of on the coaching staff. I mean, I can't say get rid of the Bears' defensive coach, coordinator, because he hasn't had a chance to to get, dig his hands into to the dirt with them yet. But. That's who I'm getting rid of on the Bears coaching staff. But, yeah, Roberto Garza, I want my center to be noticeable. A lot of people often say there's certain players, there's certain positions, if you hear nothing about them, then that's a good thing. Yeah, I can roll with that, but I'm just not impressed by Garza and haven't been for years. All right, so we are definitely – going to move past that. <laughs> so you've given out your pink slips, your praises, and who's safe. So we would love to hear from more Bears fans. Tell us who you think. You can call into the show right now and tell us who you think is safe, who should get a pink slip, and also who to give praises to. Our call-in number is 646-200-3724. So we're going to move on to the next matchup for today, which is a, a pretty Big matchup. It is the Detroit Lions. They're going up against an NFL shocker this season with the Cleveland Browns. And it's a pretty good matchup. There are some key injuries on both sides with both teams right now. Calvin Johnson is still questionable, and 
we were looking into the starting quarterback situation with the Cleveland Browns. So, Mike, I'm going to let you start this one off. You did most of the research for this game. So tell us your take on what you believe the outcome will be and why. Well, I believe the outcome of this game is tied to the starting quarterback of this game uh, uh, for the Browns. If Hoyer were the starting quarterback, which we know he isn't, I would believe that the Browns are going to win. Um, But I can't say that Calvin Johnson, whether he plays or doesn't play, would make a big difference. I believe the Detroit offense is going to go as good as Reggie Bush goes. Cleveland Browns defense, it is what it is, and that's good. They are good. They are not half-stepping. They are not waiting for Wheaton, Hoyer, or whoever else is on the offense for the Browns to catch up. Honestly, i got to compare them to the Bears and the Ravens. Their best offense is their defense. They're coming, they're coming hard at you. They're, they're front seven. They're playing like old Browns teams, mad and mean, and they want you. So literally, I, I have to I have to lean towards I have to lean towards the the Lions for this game, and that's only because I don't know what the starting situation is for the quarterback. And when so you don't you're know saying the that the, the the difference maker in this game is who the starting quarterback is for the Cleveland Browns. That will determine right. the outcome, in your opinion. Yes. Yes, because the greatest thing to me about Hoyer is he goes in there and makes great decisions. I personally believe Brandon Wheaton is a more talented quarterback, but his talent is fooling himself into believing to make certain plays that he shouldn't be making. Ironically, that's a perfect comparison to Jay Cutler. Uh, Wheaton might be Jay Cutler-like, making plays that he should not make. Hoyer's going to go in there and take what the defense gives him. He will take a three-yard pass that potentially could turn into a 30-yard pass, or if it ends up being just three yards, okay, three yards it is. We have the next down. Or this is third and seven. We only get four yards on it. Okay, we have the next series that we can come out here with. Hoyer is playing it safe, and sometimes playing it safe when you have the defense that the Browns have, that is the smartest thing to do. Uh, That's just how I feel. So we're looking at two really good defenses. Another thing that's been brought up when it comes to this matchup is looking at Dominican's play in the last game. A few sports analysts, a few insiders sort of looked at a lot of the missed tackles and missed sacks, things that you don't see from him. And the big question is right now, is he playing it safe because of the reputation that has been attached to his name, especially going through the week when he was still trying to appeal the $100,000 fine, which didn't happen, it stuck. So today's game, are we going to see – Old Indomitian? Are we going to see Indomitian that's what we're used to seeing? Be it you think it's a dirty play or not, so it's just so. so what are we going to see from him and Nick Fairley today? 
See, I literally think uh, defenses are keying in on Indominus Sue and uh, and Nick Fairley, so much so that certain players are just benefiting uh, from sacks. Like Ziggy Ansah, he is leading the the Detroit Lions from uh, in sacks right now with three point three and a half sacks. The next closest is Indominus Sue with two two sacks. Literally. People are keying in on that middle part of that line. And running backs against them, it's not really uh, hitting that A-gap because you're going to run into Nick Fairley and Adamus Sue. People talk about Nick Fairley and his ability to sack. Nick Fairley's greatest ability is stopping the run. Uh, but literally, I don't think it's my opinion. I don't think Sue is – holding himself back. I think it's double and triple coverage on Indominus Sue, which is allowing uh the defensive ends and uh and Nick Fairley and Nick Fairley to benefit from it. Now when I watched That's a lot of the film and, and, and the replay last last of last week's game, I didn't even I couldn't even say that just it it was a coverage issue. I just saw a lot of missed tackles and I was shocked coming from him. Like that that's just not something that we're we're used to. It was almost like a a light version of Indomitian. It was like the weirdest thing to watch. Like he came to play but he was playing really, really cautious and I didn't you know, I was like, there's gotta be something to this, is it because he's trying to kill his reputation that everyone just thinks he's a bad man and he's appealing his his the sign. Like it, it just wasn't what I was used to seeing. You want him to look like he's hungry and there's a stake on the other side of the field and the stake is named the quarterback. And that's what we're used to seeing. And he goes about getting the stake the best way he knows how, whether we think it's a clean block or a dirty hit. We're just used to seeing it, and I just did not see that same hunger. So I'm hoping to see it today against the Browns, and I'm hoping to see the Lions actually come out of this game on top. I believe they can do it even if – Calvin Johnson is not activated to fully play today. It's still up in the air. It's still questionable. Reports right now are going back and forth as to will he play, will he play minimum amounts of minutes. So we're, I'm still working on if he's going to get in the game. And I don't know if he's the game changer, but I know how strong the Detroit Lions defense can be and how hard they come to play. Yeah, um, I won't necessarily say you're wrong on that simply because when they come, they come and they come strong. I don't want to believe that he's holding himself back because he's his best player when he's playing reckless. I won't say it's dirty. I'll say it's reckless, just like comparable to other positions and other people. Uh perfect example would be Johnny Manziel. He's his best player when he turns into a playground football quarterback. Um, he's going to scramble and he's just going to make something happen. Certain people just are, are their best when they are who they are. Uh, I cannot think of the, the power four for the Sacramento Kings, but he's his best when he's out there having fun. Uh, 
literally certain people are their best when they are themselves. And when you try to put them in a box, that box confines them in so many ways. So and that's where I would, that's how I feel on Ndamukong Sue. If he has tried to hold himself back from what he has been known to to be, that may have been him doing too much, uh, so we say, to 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 be better. Yeah, the NFL wants you to tone it down, but let's keep it real. The yes, NFL makes is. money. They 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 yeah. make money off of him being being himself. And he he is who he is. So I think the Lions can actually pull it together and pull off a win. I do think it'll be a very close game. I do think it'll be a very physical game. I'm not looking for this to be an extremely high-scoring game either. I don't want it to be. And, I mean, as a Bears fan, I want the Lions to lose for more than just the fact that I always want the Lions to lose. If the Lions win today, the uh, the Bears are back in second place. If the Lions – I mean, if the Lions win – they're in, the Bears are in second place. If the Lions lose, the Bears are in first place. I believe the Lions yeah, can that. pull it out. Being from Chicago, growing up as a Bears fan, not the biggest Bears fan now, just looking at everything on paper, looking at the style of play, I think the Lions can pull it off. I'm rolling with the Lions today, but I do feel this is going to be a tough, physical, and pretty close game. I would be shocked. If I look at this game and I start seeing scores up in the 30s and 40s, I would really be shocked because these are two very, very defensive-driven teams. No, definitely, definitely. Um, personally, so you, I so you're rolling with the Browns. I'm rolling with the Lions today. So no, 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 no. I'm actually rolling with the Lions. I want the Browns to win. I mean, you know how you root for one that team, but think the other team's going to win. one team, darn it. Who, who, who's no, going to come out the victor? Okay, I so we're going to move line. on. We I are not going to be the Bears' saviors in this game. We are hoping that the Lions come out the victor. You just put a word in my mouth. I, I don't hope the Lions win. I'm picking the Lions to win. There's a difference. There's a huge difference. So let's see who you pick in this next matchup, since we're both picking the Lions to win that game. I was told by an NFL mentor that all roads to the NFC North playoff must go through Green Bay. And today we had the Green Bay Packers matching up against the Baltimore Ravens. I think it's going to be a really, really good game. I'll explain later why I think the Packers have the advantage and can really pull off a win. What are your thoughts um, on this matchup, and yes, you must use the name of the team. No calling I don't have for Lambo or any other. They are the I don't have a problem with that one because I don't think the Packers are going to win. I don't have a problem oh, with that. Really? I think okay, so what, what are I your think, reasons for thinking that the Ravens can shut the Packers down? Uh, it's not. It's the it's the Clay Matthews factor. The fact that Clay Matthews is not going to be in there, I literally saw them as even teams before Clay Matthews got injured. I think the fact that he's not in there, they're no, that's the that's what's tipping the balance into to the Ravens' favor. That's just my opinion. And see that, and that's not both. tipping it to me. It's not. It's, it really is not tipping it for me. I definitely think that that's a, a great loss. 
And I think they just have worked so hard, and they've got so much going on on the offense and defensive side of the ball that's still shocking us, believe it or not, with everything that happened on the offseason and the injuries leading into the season. I think they can pull it off without Clay Matthews. Oh, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's going to be a blowout. I'm literally thinking just as you think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a close game. I'm just saying if the t- – if, if, uh, I use uh, Skip Bayless – Feels the Packers are going to win thirty to twenty-eight. I wouldn't be surprised if that score is correct, but the the winner is is the opposite. I literally think it's going to be less than a touchdown for a win. I wouldn't be surprised if it's less than a field goal for a win. I mean, uh, Joe Flacco still has virtually his same offense. What he has lost is the ability to to rely on his defense in the same way he used to. Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers. He has a good offense. The the if the if the Packers win, it's going to be because Aaron Rodgers' offense just controls the game, which is completely and utterly possible. I'm not naive in that. I just and literally I, think and the Ravens I, I are see going to that win. possibility. I really do see that possibility. I can actually see Aaron Rodgers his veteran style of play, his mentality, going in there fresh and, 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 and ready to, to to really come at the Ravens. I look at the, the – there's so much. The Ravens are a very good team. They're not the same team that we saw go to the Super Bowl. They've had some key losses, a lot of questions looming about their leadership roles and, and taking responsibility, and we have not seen the best. Joe Flacco, you you can't even argue with that. We haven't seen the best. And I really think these are things that being a veteran-driven team that Aaron Rodgers and his boys are going to capitalize on and could really come out the victors. For once, oh, my God, for once, and this is going on the record, I actually agreed with Skip Bayless. I don't know how many times (laughs) I'm going to say I'm going to be able to say that's that. Something that we need, <laughs> that's something we need to record for the books right there. You yes. always talk about when I, I, I pick, I pick the, uh, that team that plays in Green Bay to win. It is now recorded for the archives. I, I, yes, I, um, that's something we can loop. <laughs> I do. I, I really we, feel like Green Bay could come out the victor. I think initially, and and right now, just, just to bounce back, I'm going to cut my own stuff off, just to bounce back to Detroit. It is official. Calvin Johnson will be starting today, so he is playing and he is expected to play a full game. So just doubling back on the outcome, do you change anything about how you feel the outcome will now be against the Browns? I mean, and, the I, and then we're going to go back to picked, Green Bay. I, I had already picked the Lions to win that game, but honestly I don't think that's the make-or-break factor. Like I said, I, I already felt like – the Detroit Lions offense is going to go in the same direction as Reggie Bush. If Reggie Bush has a good game, yeah, they're going to win. But also, I'm still saying that the, the deal breaker may be the quarterback, and it's looking like Brandon Wheaton is going to be the starting quarterback, um, as I'm reading online now. And the biggest problem with, with Wheaton going up against Detroit, I'll use my favorite team as a comparison. The Chicago Bears capitalize on your mistakes, and they're probably the best at that. But the Detroit Lions force you into mistakes. 
And Brandon Wheaton is not the quarterback you want to have if if another team is going to be forcing people into mistakes. I mean, the only team that's probably better at Detroit and Chicago at capitalizing and forcing mistakes is Seattle. It's Seattle, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they capitalize and force you into mistakes. Chicago capitalizes. Detroit puts you in a mistake position. It's it, it literally Brandon Wheaton talented, but that's all he is is talented. So, again, that doesn't change our outcome. We still both believe that the Lions will be the victors in this game. And once again, I mean, that only adds, Calvin, that only adds Calvin more Johnson to the, is, to the it, it, it does. And, and once again, Calvin Johnson is active. He is expected to play the entire game. So now let's fast forward to where we were. And let's get back on the Packers-Ravens matchup where I believe the Packers can pull it off, but you're leaning more toward the Ravens. I'm, I'm still leading. I'm still leaning towards the Ravens. Yes, I am leaning towards the Ravens. And it's not, and, and we just want to put that out there because we know you're a diehard Bears fan. It's not a favoritism move. You honestly believe that the Ravens can? Yeah. I mean, shoot, I even as a Bears fan, I hate admitting it. Uh, the the Packers are a good team. My the year that the Packers won the Super Bowl in recent years, I by far wanted the Bears to win that final game of the season and play hard because I did not want to see the Packers in the playoffs. The Packers are a good team. Yeah, and you can loop that as many yeah, times as you want team. because I mean you can loop that as many times as you want because anybody saying they're not they're not watching football. Um, that's putting it bluntly. Uh, they the Packers are a good team. I literally think the Clay Matthews factor, even if it's only going to build confidence in the players for the Ravens offense, that might be enough. All right, so we're at odds on this one. I'm going with the Packers. You're going with the Ravens, and with both the Lions and the Packers, we're going to come back toward the end of the show. We're going to talk about some phrases, some pink slips, and who's safe with those teams. We're going to move on to the next matchup today, and these are teams both still fighting for their life in the world of football, and they're my Vikings and the Carolina Panthers. And this is going to be a, a very good game. For those that did not know and are aware, there was a unfortunate tragedy where Adrian Peterson did lose his two-year-old son due to child abuse from the boyfriend of his son's mother. So our condolences and our prayers are definitely with Adrian Peterson. He is active in the uh, let today. Me, let, let, he, let me cut you off because I do not want football fan requests, uh, excuse me, fan rush radio to get sued. Uh, he's He lost his son to alleged child abuse. Now, I probably believe what everyone else b- believes, but let's not get ourselves in trouble here. You got real quiet over there. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't know like where you were going or how you wanted to take it, but I didn't. I, I, I just every station that I've been watching and every radio uh, show and I've been I, listening, I, I, they, I they're putting emphasis on alleged. I know what I personally believe. 
But no, I understand. I understand. But I don't even want that to, to be the focus. So, again, I, I do stand corrected, alleged um, child abuse. He is active, will be playing today. So we are going to touch on the Vikings. I really do, even before the unfortunate incident, I really did think that this would be a great game to take them two and three. I just saw them having the upper hand. I felt coming off the bye, they had fresh legs. They came off the bye with a win in the U.K. against the Steelers, which still puzzles a lot of people how they have yet to win a game. That's very puzzling with the talent on paper that's on that team. And the Vikings were able to pull it off. And then we're looking at Cam Newton, who what is going Before on? We- and Before I, we go deeper into so that conversation, because that's a good conversation, what do you think about uh, Josh Freeman being inactive? I, I kind of figured there, um, there, there's a lot going on surrounding the entire Josh Freeman situation, including um, the possible Shiano leaks. I mean, there's a lot going on with that, and we'll definitely touch on that toward the end of the matchup between the Panthers and the Vikings. Okay. I do think he was a good pickup. I do think he was a, a good addition. I don't think Christian Ponder is a horrible quarterback. I don't think he's right for what the Vikings are trying to run. I just don't think he's capable of getting it done. I don't. I mean, he he's not a bad quarterback on paper. He, he looks decent. He's above average. But for what the Vikings need, he 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 can't get it done for them. So I just I definitely agree with as of now Matt Castle being the starter. I mean, look at what Matt Castle pulled off in the last game against the Steelers. He finally was able to open up the offensive weapons that the Vikings went to get in the off season. And I'm even looking to see we we saw Greg Jennings get open and we we saw holes created and AP hit him and we saw oh, my God, the, the completions to Jerome Simpson. And so now I'm even looking for Cordell Patterson to get open. So with Matt Castle and his veteran sense of play, I think he was very key in that win and key to the Vikings going forward, getting more wins in the rest of the season. And then we look at Cam Newton, who I love. Everyone that knows me knows I am a Cam Newton fan. What is going on with these people he's throwing the ball to? I, uh, I feel so, so bad. I'm going to say something about Cam Newton. I think he's good. I don't think Cam Newton could have get arrested in the airport with the weapons he has. Yeah. I think they feel sorry for him to just let him on the plane. I mean, literally, I'm a Bears fan, and it's obvious. And their head coach was once the Bears defensive coordinator. Their head coach was once a Bears player. Great defense. He does not know what he's doing on offense. He needs a head coach-worthy offensive coordinator in order to to stay coach. Um, in all honesty, I think this is his last season because if you draft Cam Newton, you have to be prepared to use his talents. And Steve Smith, no matter how good or bad you think he is, he's not he's not young anymore. You need some players that can catch the ball. I mean, you had Steve Smith, and you also had Moussin Muhammad in recent years. That's what you're coming into games with. Yeah, that's long in a tooth if you ever say so. So that that I don't even blame that on Cam Newton. 
I mean, I will compare, go back to comparing it to the Bears. This is the first season I will literally put a microscope on Jay Cutler because the Bears finally have receivers. They finally have an offensive line. They finally have a, a tight end to throw the ball to. Um, and they finally have a coach to call the plays. Well, let's take that back to the point of the, the Panthers. Do they have a head coach that's concentrating on the offensive side of the ball? No. Do they have a great no. offensive coordinator? No. Uh, no, their running backs, running backs are just suspect. Their best receiver is not young. Their other receivers are no names. I hate to put it that way. And their best, I mean, they have Greg Olson. But let's also keep it real about Greg Olson. Although he's a great receiving tight end, he can't block to save his life. So on I just feel like looking at the Panthers, you, have you ever, you, you remember like when you were like in preschool and you would open a, a box and it was a puzzle, but for some reason you saw what was supposed to be on the outside of the box, but half the pieces were missing or wrong? That's kind of like what you I just, see. Kind of? Panthers. I mean, I swear that looks like a uh, – and Chicagoans will really – hate me for saying this, that looks like that's a, a Wrigley Field box with Comiskey Park on the inside. Yeah, that really does not mix. Wow, and send all of your comments and complaints about that comparison to Mike and Football Fan Rush Radio. Wow. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. But going back mm-hmm. to the, going back to the That Panthers, caught you off guard because you yeah, are Chicagoan and you did not see that one coming. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so with this game, um, I'm definitely I'm looking at the Vikings to win. I think the Vikings can take this just because of all of the whatever is going on with the Panthers. I, They've got a strong quarterback with with I don't know what, but they do have a good defense, and we know that. I see the thing. Is, yeah, they, they but, have a great um, defense. I, but they don't have I'm, a scoring defense, I'm, and um, I I I have sat down many nights trying to put the offensive side of the ball together for the Panthers, and I, I gave up. Yeah, um, I think the Panthers didn't gave work. up too. That's the problem. That's got to be uh, hard for Cam. I, I mean, that's, that's got to be hard though for everyone there and I'm it's it's so frustrating. And these are times that you as a as the opposing team, you have to take advantage of that and I totally see the Vikings taking advantage of that and I b- really believe we'll see more use out of their offensive weapons. And it's gonna be a little bit of a defensive battle like we both mentioned. They do have Ron Rivera. We know he's defensive minded. They've got a really good defense. They don't have a scoring defense so we're we're just gonna hope that you know, Matt Castle, we don't see turnovers or anything that we would honestly see from Christian Ponder. So I'm going to go with the Vikings in this game. And see, and see, I want to go for the Vikings um, just the same way I wanted to pick the Giants to beat the Panthers, and we saw what happened in that game. Um, nah, the Vikings are not nearly as bad as the Giants this season, so I, I don't. I'm not disrespecting your team. Not at all. I'm not. <laughs> but I literally don't know because although we talked how bad the the uh, 
the Panthers' offense was, they do know how to score from time to time when you give them give them the ability to. And I think the best defense for the Vikings today is named Adrian Peterson, running the ball. Uh, I would not be surprised if Adrian Peterson breaks his own 296-yard record today and gets 396 yards. I would not be surprised if he has four touchdowns today because any parent, heck, any person in a weird situation, bad situation, and they have something to take their frustrations out on, they will take their frustrations out on and. I don't care if it was the Seattle Seahawks, the Chicago Bears, the Carolina Panthers, the Cleveland Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals, or or insert great defense here. I would not want to see Adrian Peterson today. That's the reason I'm going with the Vikings mainly. I would not want to see Adrian Peterson today. So that is your only reason. I'm glad there are a few more, but that's yeah. That's not I, the only reason. I imagine, I imagine this being a, a stellar game for him. I, I, I truly do. As well as the defense for the Vikings is also no joke. Right. I mean, they're at Allen, no joke. No joke. So there, there's just so many factors that just tip the scale for the Vikings, be it I'm a Vikings fan or not. There's just way too many factors that tip the scale. They're not playing the Giants. They're playing the Vikings. And even though looking at the Vikings' record, you wouldn't believe it. And I still don't even believe it looking at the Steelers' record. But when you watch them in a game, I mean, the teams that they've played, they didn't come out the the gate strong, but they played very good, solid games. Like if it wasn't for Martellus Bennett and, and, and that basketball-playing leap he has, the Vikings would have walked away with a win against the Bears. So they're playing mm-hmm. really good, solid football. They're yeah, we're, gonna talk, we're not going to talk about that because the Bears won that game. Bears won that game. <laughs> They've got their confidence back coming off of a bye. They've got fresh legs. So there's just so many factors that are that's allowing me to tip the scale toward the Vikings. Now, we want to go back and look at the Lions as we get ready to wrap up this show because it is, it is about pink slips praises, and he's safe. So if you look at the Lions, who immediately do you you feel just just needs to go? They just have to go, hand them a pink slip. And if it's nobody, who would you give praises to so far coming into week six in this season? Um, Hmm. Uh, Lions, pink slips, hmm. easily Jim Schwartz. Can he uh, and Scott Monahan, uh Can they call some some plays? Can they get creative with some plays? There, well, I have to say nothing. You just said it for me. Thanks. <laughs> that's definitely who mine would have gone to. That, that's mean, exactly who my pink slip would have gone to. I'm sorry for taking it from you, but that's who I need. I mean. There might be other players, but that's where I'm starting. It's just going right there. It's just got to go down. I mean, 
I arguably you could go to uh, you could go to the secondary in Detroit because their secondary is never jumping off the screen at anyone. Uh, so, yeah, mm. yeah, their secondary is just not good. But I can't say they're at the uh, let's give them a pink slip status yet. They're at the you're dangerously close to the pink slip status. But they so are if I'm safe. Giving out, in, in, right, they are they're safe. safe with, uh, but yeah, I'm starting with the Jim Schwartz and and Scott Linehan, head coach and and offensive coordinator. Can you get now moving? Can you get creative? Yeah, it doesn't really look like it. That's why. So moving on to the Packers, which you might actually enjoy the segment of the show for the Packers. Who would you give praises to? Pink slips or who's safe? I'd say the whole Packers team is safe. I wouldn't give anyone praises, except for maybe Aaron Rodgers and Clay Matthews, but those are just easy picks to give praises to. I don't think you cut anybody. I wouldn't give anybody I'm, on their team a pink slip. I wouldn't either. Lord, they don't need any anybody else cut. Hurt. Down, missing. They, 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 they don't need any. Right, they, 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 they lose. They lose more players than they gain, and that's from free agency to to injury, to you name it. They lose more than they gain on a regular basis. But they're not there. I wouldn't give anybody a pink slip. I might ask a few people to play better, but that don't mean just because you made a few mistakes don't mean that you can't uh, you can't get better. I do agree. The entire team is safe. I do enjoy watching them pull pull out every every game. I really enjoy watching them play. And if I have to give a little praise, I would honestly give it to Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers does not give up. I don't care if they've sat this man. I don't care what the scoreboard is showing. He plays until that final minute, and he plays with confidence and his receiving core, you you never see him look at them like, oh, my God, you missed that pass at the end of the world. He keeps right on going. Just that that veteran play and that maturity coming from Aaron Rodgers is just is awesome to watch. So if I have to give any praise, he'd definitely be one of the people that I praise. Of course, Clay Matthews, he's out now, thumb surgery, so he's supposed to be out for a month, so he won't be playing today. But I mean, He won't be playing against I, my Bears either. Oh my goodness. That might not be a different yeah, thing. So my we'll goodness. see. Hey, that's we'll, all that matters to me. That's we'll, all that matters to me. Well, we'll see um, when we come to that matchup a few weeks from now. But I, I, I just watching him battle to the very last seconds and having that confidence in, in his receiving core is phenomenal. No matter what's going on, no matter what we see, no matter what the outcome of the last play was, he keeps going. So if I had to give praise, I would definitely give it to Aaron Rodgers. But the entire team is safe. I like, despite everything that's happened and going on with the injuries, they're still playing really solid, overconfident football. And Packers fans may not be elated with them this season, but you've got to be happy. They just don't look horrible. They came out the gate a little shaky, but they don't look horrible. 
And actually, I won't even say they came out shaky. They ran into a good team on the first game. I mean, yeah, literally, they, they really did. You're not gonna, I mean, you're not going to win every game. And when you play your first game against a good team, sometimes you just got to take that hit in the mouth. They took a hit in the mouth. The other loss they have wasn't to a bad team. They took a hit in the mm-hmm. mouth. I mean, people are saying that certain teams are not looking good because they've lost to – They've lost a couple of games, but losing a couple mm. of games to good teams, is that really a bad thing? No, it really isn't. I mean, I'm not saying that losing a game is a good thing, but, hey, you can pull some silver linings out of everything. I mean, it, it, can, be, it can be done and done on a level that every team – good record or bad record or however you want to look at it, you can pull some things out of it. I just don't think the Packers are a bad team. I don't think the Lions are a bad team. I don't think the Bears are a bad team. I think the NFC North will be decided in weeks 16 and 17. So I think the the Packers are safe. They have the safest team in football. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're, they're, they're safe. I can't. I mean, the the, safe, the 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 three safest teams in football to me would be the Broncos, the Packers, and the Seahawks. I can't see cutting anybody on. I I definitely agree with uh, the first two. Yeah, you don't like the Seahawks. We know this. <laughs> I it's not a dislike. It's just. You're fed up with the praises that everybody else is giving them. I'm not fed up. I'm not fed up. Praises go where, where praises are, are due. I'm not, I'm not fed up. I, I, yeah. So they're a very good team. Hey, hey another, another very good start on. to the season. <laughs> <laughs> so with our final uh, yeah. thoughts, so, Mike, you have two minutes to go ahead and wrap up with your two-minute warning report about the NFC North. Uh, my final thoughts, I want to concentrate on the Chicago Bears. They they won. That's all I can say is they won. There's no way in the world the Bears should have allowed 21 points to be scored on them. The Giants lost 38-0 to to the Panthers. The Bears, honestly, the offense looked decent. That's all you can say about the offense. The defense looked horrible. The only praise out of that game on the defense you could give to is Tim Jennings because everybody else could not tackle. Uh, Julius Peppers didn't show up on the stat sheet with anything. The one sack we got, as many times as we got in the backfield, we got one sack. Bears fans... We love the win, but we can't get excited. Um, And I think that should be a theme for most of the teams in the NFL this year. I think there's probably two or three great teams in the NFL, and the rest are just good, and beyond that, they're bad. The three great ones, I would say, would probably have to be New Orleans, Seattle, and Denver in no order, because if I was trying to order them, I would probably have to put Denver at the top. Uh, Beyond that, teams, take great praise in your wins, 
but literally dissect your wins. Because sometimes these wins are deserve less praises than some of the losses in the NFL. All right. So I'll, with I'll that, set it off there. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, that concludes your two-minute warning. I'm sorry, two-minute advice column. You sound a little Dr. Phil-ish today. And we oh, have to gosh. With that going forward. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But we do have... We've got all the matchups for you today. Of course, we do have Green Bay, the Baltimore, Cincinnati, at Buffalo. Ooh, we should have talked about that one. Detroit at Cleveland. St. Louis is battling Houston. May everyone lay hands on that shop. Um, Oakland battling Kansas City. <laughs> Carolina's here with me in Minnesota. Throw another pick six. Is he going to throw another pick six today? His name is now the. I mean. People are saying, oh, my God, I hope my quarterback doesn't throw a match shot. Like, that's terrible. That is uh, – That have is really bad. Pick six is going redefined as match It's a match now. Of course, we've got the Eagles going up against the Bucks. Jacksonville, Denver, Tennessee. That's going, going to be meet fun up with to the see Seahawks. a 70 to 0 yeah, game today. That's not going to be 70 to 0. We've got the Saints and the Patriots. I will be all eyes on that game. That That's a very important game to me. The Cardinals and the 49ers do battle today. We've got the Redskins and the Cowboys, always the best matchup in their division. And then tomorrow we watch the Colts and the Chargers. So we've got quite a few. We've got some really good games this week. But I will definitely be all over this New Orleans and, and New England battle, I really want to see who's going to come out. Like, is, is, are the Saints going to still come out undefeated? No. You don't think so? And I think <laughs> yeah, the Saints, they, they, I, I really I, do think the Saints could possibly Yeah, they are. I just, don't, I just don't like the Saints, and I want them to lose. That's all. Mm-hmm. I think you they're a great team. has I nothing to like do them. with the Bears. Oh, it has some to do with the Bears, but I haven't liked the Saints for years. <sighs> Well, I'm not the biggest Saints fan, but this is a really exciting season. That's going to be a really, really exciting game to watch. So as we wrap up, I am going to go back and continue my tailgating experience with some awesome Panthers and Vikings fans. We want to thank you for tuning in today to Football Fan Rush Radio. Still feel free to text us, tweet us, email us who you think from your favorite team is safe should get a pink slip, or should get praises. This is Cash from Football Fan Rush Radio signing off. Mike and I will catch you next week with more updates and fan fun. Happy NFL Sunday.